Oh my god. Oh wait. What song is that? What's the song? Never gonna dance again. <laughs> oh, uh, what is it? Um, careless, careless it's whispers. Careless whisper. Okay, good. I knew there was a whisper in there somewhere. I just couldn't remember, and I was freaking out. I can't remember who does the original. Um, but uh, who is it? I think Seether does the remake. Oh yeah, no, Seether definitely does a cover of it. Um, what was I gonna say? I just think of that saxophone guy. Where he just keeps popping up places and is like doing the <laughs> oh, like where he goes in like the grocery store and just stands mm-hmm. in like one of the aisles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one a of great, the checkout checkout lanes. That's one of the was. greatest artists of our time. <laughs> Random saxophone guy that can only play "Careless Whisper." <laughs> I'm pretty sure he can play more than that, but he is paid to play "Careless Whisper" the most. Listen. <laughs> Can you just let me live my fantasy of someone just only knowing how to play one song? Like me on guitar. I can do the intro to Aerials, and that's about it. Oh, I totally thought you were going to go with uh, Deep Purple Smoke on the Water. What? Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess I could hear it. I was the head, First, I had to have a hard time thinking dun, dun, what you're doing. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, no. Do the... Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Very similar, but different notes. Anyways, I'm Bree. Sorry, I hit an itch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the frog prince of Louisiana. <laughs> Bird. <laughs> I just... I think I'm just trying to picture this, but you're not, you're like not a frog, but you're just in one of those giant frog suits where it's <laughs> your face is in the mouth. I'm Kermit. Yes. Violently flailing as you scream down the road. Playing a bit. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. Anyways, and welcome to the Creepcast. Uh, Burr caught me off guard with that intro, so I needed a moment to process and have my mental image moment let me have my moment i'm dying so it was funny to me oh my god oh poor burr been crazy two weeks and now she's ill again <laughs> she's our sickly child yes, I am. but we do our best first time of the year tiny, tiny tim if you will <laughs> Please, uh, can i have some turkey <laughs> Pretty sure that's more. What is that, Oliver Twist? There we go. Listen, we're just mixing all of the like 18th century novels together. Okay, totally deal with thought it. you were guys were gonna go with Pink Floyd. Another another the wall. You you're not even at Portillo's right now. Okay, I am at Portillo's. No, we're in Target. And you're in like, of like that, and I'm thinking of like the ending of uh, another book in the wall where he's like, if you haven't finished your meat, thank you. <laughs> you have to finish your meat to get your pudding. Listen, no, no. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in the vicinity. Eh, you're in the neighborhood. I wouldn't say the vicinity. Maybe the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so on to this week's topic. Speaking of pudding, it's Little Red Riding Hood. I don't know. I don't know if that correlates at all, but that's what I'm going with, and I'm sticking to it. I'm, I'm pretty sure hers are baked goods. Right? Listen, pudding can be sometimes a you bake pudding. I don't know why you do. That takes too long. Instant for the win. Pistachio. I have, I have never mm. seen baked 
pudding. Well, it's the kind uh, that says yeah. bake, but Listen, not bake. Listen, have you never paid attention when we were watching British Bake Off? It's a saucy pud or I'm, something. I'm, Listen, I don't know what these people are saying half the time, but it's delightful. <laughs> and there's something about a saucy pudding that gets baked, so deal with it. Probably that, Batman. I'm assuming put is pudding. But this is my life. You have the internet. I'm re- I'm relearning all of the all of the British Bake Off things because I've been rewatching it because it's just a wholesome show. And they got me to cry at least twice. I'm rewatching the what was it season six because the newest one is season seven, and the one artist guy Terry when he gets eliminated, and he's all crying and stuff and he's like. He's like, well, he's like, I just haven't, you know, found something since my wife died. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> like, just tears rolling down my face Why? as I'm staring at Netflix. And it's like, are you still watching? And I was like, unfortunately. <laughs> Bring me more Noel and Sandy. That's the goth guy and the little older woman. Mm. Mm. Yes. Anyways. Moving on. Little Red Riding Hood. Yes. What is a Little Red Riding Hood? Well, I'll tell you. What? Oh. I don't want to. I was like, You're not I was waiting for you to do the now, Keith. Keith. <laughs> <laughs> was that? I don't know. All right. Little Red Riding Hood is a European fairy tale about a young girl and a big bad wolf. Wow. Closer. <laughs> Its origins can be traced back to the 10th century to several European uh, folktales, including one from Italy called The False Grandmother, later written by a... Oh, God, why didn't I write Do you this? need to cough or have a beverage? No, it's just how I sound. Oh, okay, just making sure, because I was like, we can take a minute. No, it's just how I sound when I talk a lot. Anyways, uh, Italo. Italo Cav- Calvino. Calvino. Thank you. I would say it in a more Italian accent, but, you know, probably not socially acceptable. There's plenty of time. I got to do it again anyway. Um, but in the Italian uh, folk's tale collection, the best-known versions were written by Charles Piero mm-hmm. and the Brothers Grimm. The story has been changed considerably in various retailings and subjected to numerous mo- modes yeah. Oh. Um, hmm. Models, maybe? We'll go with models. Fuck it. Whatever. Um, numerous models, adaptations, and readings. Other names for the story are Little Red Riding Hood, Little Red Cap, or simply Red Riding Hood, the tale. The story revolves around a girl called Little Red Riding Hood, in Grimm's and um, Perrault's version of the tale, she is named after her red hooded cape or cloak that she wears. Which, could you imagine just be give, giving an article of clothing and been like, this is what identifies you now, and this is your name. You are known by no other name. I'm you are now Bear Poncho. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I've always worn a Miami Dolphins hat, and you're going to go with this? That's because that's what you're wearing, right and you wear it a lot. So now that's your identity. But yeah, it's expensive. I'm Bear gonna poncho. Get my money's worth. I'm cheap. <laughs> All right, Bear Poncho. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the story. Well, wait a minute. I just read that. 
Uh... Oh, here we go. The girl walks through the woods to deliver food to her sickly grandmother. Wine and cake, depending on the translation. Which, I mean, I can get down with that. Right. Um, in Grimm's version, her mother had ordered her to stay strictly to the to her uh, on the path. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Which, you know what that kid said? No. Fuck you. Because it's a little twat. And what do you expect of children? They don't listen. Results. But anyways, moving on. So, a big bad wolf wants to eat the girl and the food in the basket. Because, you know, wine and cake after humans. Mm. <laughs> anyways. Uh, so he secretly stalks her behind trees, bushes, shrubs, and patches of little and tall grass. He's going to get you, girl. You know what would be hilarious is if, like, they're in this woods, but, like, nothing is actually big enough to hide a wolf. <laughs> so it's like you just see him, like, behind a skinny tree, like, I love it. she can't see me. And she's like, <laughs> there's a fucking dog over there. <laughs> but I'm going to wait and see how this goes because I want to pet it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Literally, mood. Truth. That's something I would absolutely do. I'd be like, I don't know what's, why this dog is being a creep, but I also want to touch it. Come here, dog. Ironically <laughs> enough, there was a... Uh... Raccoon? No, there's a what is it? A pod? Uh, not a podcast. A video on of your the coyote. House. And uh, this lady is with wild wolves, wild okay. wolves, and telling you how to approach them. And like one of the ways that one of the things that uh, she suggests is to do is when being introduced to the pack is you start from the highest to the lowest. And uh, you let the wolves lick the inside of your mouth. God, yeah. Maybe and that's so a Zona that... thing. Yeah. Her making out oh, when he was no, just no, accepting no. But, like, you. This lady is just like. Well, yeah. And just like letting them like French the you know shit what? out of her. Ew. No. You nasty. Because it sounds like disease. Mouthwash the shit out of that event. Yeah, afterwards. right. I'd be like, and now to power wash my mouth. <laughs> yeah nope Mm-mm. so anyways so he approaches little red riding hood who naively tells him where she's going mm. bitch mm-hmm. don't talk to strangers for real if, an, if a man asks me where i'm going he better be my fucking uber driver because that's the only person i'm telling i don't know and even then i'm skeptical yep. like low-key sharing my ride if i think he looks like a murderer Mm-hmm. I literally dr- drove home one of my coworkers because she showed me like the image of her Lyft driver, and I was like, "He looks like a murderer. I'm taking you home. Cancel that, because five dollars is less than you being found in a ditch." Bitch, get in. <laughs> <laughs> but could you do that? So he suggests that the girl pick some flowers as a present for her grandmother, which she does. Aww. In the meantime, he goes to her to the grandmother's house and gains entry by pretending to be the girl. Have these people met each other? No. That's what I wanted. Was this like a distant grandmother that she hasn't met yet? So the grandma's just like, oh, wow, man. My, you know, gr- my daughter married some real hideous man or something. It's fucked up her genetic pool. You never know. I don't know. Maybe she was doing her brother for too long and you got werewolf-looking babies now. Ugh. Hey, man, it was those times. Yep. That was more of a rich people thing. Keep the bloodline pure. Mm-hmm. Well, you never say how, what, what was the word? Poverty? Level Providence? That, yeah, level that she is. 
They never say she's rich or poor or anything. Yeah, but that. also, who's like, what rich person is sending their child to bring their grandmother treats? They have servants for that. They have treats. And peasants for that. I guess. You there, peasant. All the peasants got eaten. Yeah, I guess that just means that we're over. Listen, what kind of town, poorly guarded town are we living in that they're like, hmm, all the people that we need to run our errands are dead for some reason. You know what she was? All the servants got eaten and everything else like that, and she was one of those, uh, it wasn't a panic room, it was the hidden rooms. the disappointments room. Yes, she was a disappointments child. Oh my God, please. (laughs) <laughs> if that was the case in that kind of like story, you know the wolf would have been like, "I can't fucking eat you." You never know because you're foul. Could have pitied it or pitied her. I don't know. Hey, it could dead. be a slow week for the wolf. You never know that he could be like, "I haven't eaten in a while. This bitch looks good. <laughs> She's she looking look tasty, <laughs> <laughs> looking like a snack." <laughs> Hold on, baby. Let me hit that from the back. <laughs> feel violated. <laughs> You're welcome. Anyways, so it gains entry by pretending to be the girl. He swallows the grandmother whole. In some stories, he locks her in the closet and waits for the girl disguised as the grandma. When the girl arrives, she notices that her grandmother looks very strange. Mm-hmm. Little Red then says, what a deep voice you have. Mm-hmm. The better to greet you with, <laughs> responds the wolf. Goodness, what big eyes you have! <laughs> the better to see you with, <laughs> responds the wolf. And what big hands you have! <laughs> the better to embrace you with, responds Grandma, the wolf. you got a really thick mustache today. <laughs> oh, but, and lastly, what a big mouth you have! The better to eat you with, <laughs> responds the wolf. <laughs> At which point, the wolf jumps out of the bed and eats her, too. Then he falls asleep. In Charles Perrault's version of the story, the first version to be published, the tale ends here. That's it. Everyone dies. Everyone can go home now. Wolf lives happily ever. Oh, so it's a Spongebob tale. Pretty much. Once was an ugly barnacle. He was so ugly, everybody died. The end. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Wow. But, however, in later versions, the story continues generally as follows. A woodcutter in the French version, but a hunter in the Brothers Grimm in traditional German versions, comes to the rescue with an axe and cuts open the sleeping wolf. Mm. Little Red Riding Hood and her grandmother emerge unharmed. (laughs) (laughs) Then they fill the wolf's body with heavy stones. I remember this version. The wolf awakens and attempts to flee, but the stones cause him to collapse and die. Yep. Oh, that's what does it. This this fucking wolf slept through bi- fucking gastric bypass surgery. And then fucking, then is like, oh no, I'm full of stones. I must die now. Poop. Like, what? I love how the uh, Red Riding Hood and the grandma are like unharmed. It's like, oh, you know, stomach acid isn't a thing. No, of course not. And neither is chewing, apparently, because this wolf is also a snake that just unhinges um. its jaw. What I'm out do. Anyway, <laughs> I'm going to hell. Anyways, <laughs> so then, um, where was I? Oh, in the Grimm's version, though, the wolf leaves the house and tries to drink out of a well. But the stones cause him to fall in and drown. I remember that version, too. Sanitized versions of the story have the grandmother locked in the closet instead of being eaten. 
and some have little Red Riding Hood saved by the lumberjack as the wolf advances on her rather than after she gets eaten, where the woodcutter kills the wolf with his axe. Choppity chop chop. It, it's got to be wall. sanitized, but not too sanitized. Mm-hmm. No children being eaten, but wolves definitely being murdered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's killed or be killed. Survival fittest. Yeah. And I'm not. I'm the fattest. I'm one that I will accept it. Like, we literally discussed this last week talking about horror movies, and I was like, yeah. No, like, if I were to trip and fall in a horror movie, I'd be like, fine, just make it quick. Not the face. Uh, you know it's never quick. I don't care. I'm going to be like, listen, I don't care if you kill me. Just make it quick. Avoid the face. I need it for my head stick. Mm-hmm. And then the serial killer or demon or whatever will be so intrigued by my head stick that I must regale my tail. And then we're going to be BFFs. Mm-hmm. The end. Yeah, they're going to possess the fucking head stick. <laughs> Which I will definitely think is hilarious from the beyond. Yeah. She'll be like, I totally approve of this. I mean, think of it. My head on a stick. All right? Just screaming out <laughs> fucking in tongues. Yeah, <laughs> Latin The Christ of Satan is the Antichrist. He is coming soon. <laughs> and it's just tears bird crying. I can still hear her voice. <laughs> it's a little bit, it's a little bit deeper today, dear. And then it looks like you have tears in your woods. I was like, oh, honey, you're gonna mess up your Yeah, it's just bleeding blood. Out of bleed the it tear. off like the psycho that I am. No, that doesn't. There will be that no thing. Everyone else is concerned. Here's Bert acting like everything's normal. Demons like, what? And then it like goes to my ghost like what? And I'm like. Welcome oh, to it's, us. The, it's the surprise Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. But anyways. Yes. Finish this tale up, Burr. The tale makes the clearest contrast con yeah, contrast between the safe world and the village and dangers of the forest. Traditional traditionally inverse that are essentially medieval, though no written versions are as old as that. It also warns about the dangers of not obeying one's mother. Hmm. I feel like what, that's what most of these tales are. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Listen to your damn parents. But not always, because the stepmoms, fuck them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but usually the dads aren't around. Because he's either run off with a much younger woman, Man. died in a war. Or just died. Or just died. Ow. Or he's working the fields. Murder. But a million miles away. I don't fucking know. Murder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. He's out with this hoe. <laughs> <laughs> the most iconic scene from the story is included in the uh, fairy tale uh, forest in the Dutch theme park. Fetelling? Ethling? Ethling. Thank you. Uh, the big bad wolf, dressed as a grandmother, is laying in a bed. He, hood, has. You skipped a line. Oh, there it is again. My bad. He has dressed up so that he can lure Little Red Riding Hood into the house. Red Riding Hood, in Dutch, uh, Reed Capture, Reed is also a famous figure in the Dutch Flemish cartoon Sprookjes Boom, and. An old Dutch uh, children's song is also de- uh, dedicated to Little Red Riding Hood called 
Little Red Riding Hood, where are you going? Which it's like, bitch, if you read the story, you know I was going to grandma's. I'm going to grandma's with treats. And I told you. It's like me trying to leave the house when I'm like saying goodbye to my dad. I'm going out, dad. What? Said I'm going out. What? What? I said I'm going out. <laughs> and then it's my dad. Why are you always yelling at me? Why is it I always, always just picture him grabbing his chest like... I know. <laughs> what do you notice when someone first walks up to you? The audacity. <laughs> My favorite. Oh. The herstory. Herstory. The relationship of other tales. The story displays many similarities to stories from the classical Greece and Rome. Scholar Graham Anderson has um, com- compared... Uh, the story to a local legend recounted by uh, Paz- Pausanias. Pausanias? Wow. I don't remember. Anyway, um, in which each year a, a virgin girl was offered to a malevolent spirit dressed as dressed in the skin of a wolf who raped the girl. Pleasant. Mm. Quite. Yes. Then one year, the boxer, Euthymos, uh, came along slew the mm-hmm. spirit, and married the girl who had been offered as a sacrifice. Because, you know, that's what happens when you save people. Yes. You marry the first version you see. Or rich Bitch, man's daughter. <laughs> um, there were also a number of different stories recounted by Greek authors involving a woman named Pirera. Pirera? Pirera, yeah. maybe. Uh, literally fire, and a man with some name meaning wolf. The Roman port, uh, poet, 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 Horace alludes to a tale in which a male child is rescued alive from the belly of Lamia, an ogress in classical mythology. Oh my God! A reference to a topic we've done before. <gasps> Madness. Gasp! I'm scandalized. Scandalized. I don't know. <laughs> Listen, it could be a word. It could not be a word. We're going with it. How many fucks do I give? None. Oh my god, he's googling. Rude. <laughs> Rude. Anyway, so the dialogue between the Big Bad Wolf and Little Red Riding Hood has its analogies to the Norse. Excuse me. That's what I thought. The dialogue between the Big Bad Wolf and Little Red Riding Hood has its analogies to the Norse. Trimskivet. What? Is that a word? What? Don't care, still using it. What what were you looking up? Doesn't with? matter, just said it. <laughs> she doesn't remember. Also, I'm pretty anyone. sure that's not how it's spelled. That's scandal. Okay, and then I after the L. Boom. Um the next one is scandalized. Yeah, that's what I just said. I was scandalized. <laughs> <laughs> Portillo's target. <laughs> Perfectly content. <laughs> I want cheese fries. Yeah. Well, Let's bring me a chocolate cake shake. Have those at Target. Bitch, you better get over here. Yeah, right. <laughs> bring that pumpkin pie shake. Get too. on the same wavelength and bring us snacks. <laughs> anyway. So starting over again, uh, the dialogue between the Big Bad Wolf and Little Red Riding Hood has its analogy to the Norse Trimskivad uh, from the Elder Edda. The giant Thrymmer had stolen Mjolnir, uh, Thor's hammer. And demanded Freya as his bride for its return. Instead, because 
fuck that plan. The, <laughs> the gods dressed Thor as a bride and sent him. <laughs> when the giant notes Thor's unladylike eyes, eating and drinking, Loki explains to them as Freya's not having slept, eaten, or drunk okay, out of longing for the wedding. Actually, this is not fully accurate. Because it's... Oh, hold on, there's more to it, though. Because it's not just his hammer. It's actually his hammer and his belt. And it's important to note that because his belt is actually what gives him strength, not the hammer. We're not talking about this. This is stuff we will cover when we actually get to Thor at some point. We're just, it's listing similarities. No, 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 no. It is listing similarities. (laughs) (laughs) It's a brief... It's similarities to Red Riding Hood. It is a brief skim little synopsis of the story as to why it is similar to Little Red Riding Hood. I'm sorry, this is just one of my favorite the stories, actually. The ogre, or the giant, or whatever, is Little Red Riding Hood. Thor is the wolf. <laughs> and Loki, for some reason, is explaining this. And he's just the added squirrel, for some reason. I don't fucking know. Let me finish the topic. <laughs> we will go over this, I promise. It's on my list. I got you. Anyways... Loki explains them as Freya's not having slept, eaten, or drunk out of longing for the wedding. A parallel to another Norse myth, the chase and eventual murder of the sun goddess by the wolf's skull has also been drawn. So a very similar story also belongs to North African tradition, namely in Kabylia, uh, where a number of versions are attested. The theme of the little girl who visits her granddad in his cabin and is recognized by the sound of her bracelets constitutes the refrain of a well-known song by the modern singer. I did not look this up. Edir? Uh, which, again, couldn't find the pronunciations for the actual word, so I got the translation, which is, O Father Inova. And it goes by, I beseech you, open the door for me, Father. Jingle your bracelets, O my daughter Griba. I'm afraid of the monster in the forest, Father. I too am afraid, O my daughter Griba. So jingle your bracelets to lure the beast to you, so I know it's you, because I'm afraid of stuff. Jingle, jingle, jingle. Father of the year. Right? As she's standing outside with number one dad mug. Just let me in. <laughs> let me <laughs> Let me in. Uh, so, the theme, though, of the ravening wolf and the creature released unharmed from its belly is also reflected in the Russian tale, Peter and the Wolf, and another grim tale, The Wolf and the Seven Young Kids. But its general theme of restoration is at least as old as the biblical story, Jonah and the Whale. The theme also appears in... The story of the life of St. Margaret, wherein the saint emerges unharmed from the belly of a dragon in the epic The Red Path by Jim C. Hines. Yes. 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 A uh, Taiwanese. Taiwanese, yep. Thank you. Story of the 16th century known as Grand Aunt Tiger bears several striking similarities. When the girl's mother... Um, goes out, the tigress comes to the girl's house and pretends to be their aunt, asking to come in. The girl says that her voice does not sound right, so the tigress attempts to disguise her voice. Then the girl says that her hands feel too coarse, so the tigress attempts to make them smoother. When finally the tigress um, gains entry, she eats the girl's sister's hand. But just the hand. Right. The uh, girl comes up with a ruse to go outside and fetch some water for her aunt. Great uh, Grand Aunt uh, Tiger, suspicious of the girl, ties a rope to her leg. The girl ties a bucket to the rope to fool her, but uh, Grand Aunt Tiger 
realizes this and chases after her, whereupon she climbs into a tree. The girl tells the tigress that she will let her eat her, but first she would like to feed her some fruit from the tree. Which, if anyone is offering to let you eat them... Bitch, it's a trap. Yeah. It's a trap. <laughs> it's a trap. It's a tarp. Mm-hmm. But yeah, <laughs> don't do it. Mm-mm. Also, why are you trying to eat someone? Get your life together. Mm-hmm. It's a tiger. Shh. Listen, tigers don't listen to our podcast. I was talking to our human listeners. You never know. They could put the podcast on Med Zoos. I mean, those poor tigers. Be like, They're like, the fuck is this? They give us a bad name. <laughs> they give us no bedtime stories. They give us shrieking women instead. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, just saying. <laughs> we laugh really loud sometimes, okay? Uh. Y'all need to do the old 1990s, like, evil woman laugh. What? Which one? <laughs> <laughs> 1990s? Yeah. Like, any of the evil, like, from, like, Inuyasha. Oh, okay. So you gotta specify 1990s anime evil woman laugh. Because for me, 1990s evil woman, I do not picture that laugh. I'm just like, what? She's got small sunglasses? Do 90s women even laugh? Uh Because I remember the Power Rangers lady. She was like, ah! With her arms stretched out all the fucking time with her fucking horns. I forgot Listen, her name, but I love her. I know. I do love her. There's some gifts I see of her occasionally, and I'm like, yes. Especially when she crawls out of the floor, like, ha! Ah! I know. I'm like, I mean, mood. I also want to live under a rock. Right? And all I can think about is the Juggernaut Bitch Power Rangers version. I love it. Uh, parodies are the best. Indeed. Uh, where was it? Oh, the tigress comes closer to eat the food. Whereupon, the girl pours boiling hot oil down her throat, killing her. Which, two things. One, where the fuck did the oil come from? And two, how was she boiling it up there? Right. Uh, clearly, she had it in the bucket. But how she get no, it No, she up tied there? the bucket to the string. Yeah. She... To trick the tigress into thinking she was still there. I don't know. She tied it to her ankle. It said so. No, the, she, tigress, the tigress tied the string to her ankle, and then and then she slipped out of the rope or whatever to tie it to a bucket to make it seem like there was a weight on the end. Mm-hmm. And then the tigress was too smart for that. That's when she realized it was a trap. Well, not a trap. And she was like, "Bitch, you're seven. I yeah, know. and she ran after. Her. That's what she gave, got into the tree. Bitch, if you learn how to read, unless some poor screen. spider monkey was just trying to make some fried chicken. <laughs> Or howler monkey. I like the idea of a howler monkey right. better. They're so cute. And so obnoxious. And that's why I love them. And that was my TED talk. <laughs> <laughs> Monkeys uh, are awesome. But hey, fuck it. Yeah. Burning oil from a tree. Yeah. Um, early, earliest versions. The origin of the, of the Little Red Riding Hood story can be traced to several likely to several likely pre-17th century versions from various European centuries. Some of these are significantly different from the currently known Grimm's-inspired versions. It was told by French peasants in the 10th century. Peasants. <laughs> I know, it's a right? peasant's tale. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, 
The French presence in the 10th century and recorded by the cathedral schoolmaster, um, Ebert of, well, fuck, what was that? Liege? Liege? Oh. I don't remember. That's what I'm going with. Um, but in Italy, Little Red Riding Hood was told by peasants, again. Again. <laughs> but you peasants thinks you have the right to be creative? Right. You don't have enough money, peasants. No, I'm kidding. I don't care. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Are you trying to do the tug pop? It's like, hold I on, hold can't. on. I can't. I can't get it. I can't get it to suction enough to do, like, the mm-hmm. big pop. That's the loudest I could ever right, do. Nope. <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and click for 20 minutes. Click, I'll behave click, myself. Click, click. <laughs> it's so tempting because once you realize you can't do it, you just want to sit there until you can get it, a good one in. That's why I, I do it in the office when no one's around. I just, like, keep, just, like, I'll just, like, what type. Is it? Or, like, the donkey thing? Which donkey? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Do that in too. Shrek 2, remember they're oh. in the carriage ride and everything is like, and then he just creeps up right between them. No one does that. I'm not going to do it too close to the mic. Oh, there's shit. Editing. Where yes. was I? I don't remember. Oh, in Italy, Little Red Riding Hood was told by peasants in the 14th century where a number of versions exist, including the false grandmother. Written along those... Um, uh, written among others by Brie Italo Calvino there we go in the Italian folk tales collection it has also been called the story of grandmother it is also possible this earlier tale has roots in very similar East Asian tales which I can totally see that because I mean was it they had like a Snow White and like a Cinderella mm-hmm. thing so why not Little Red Riding Hood too why not fuck it so, these early variations of the tale do differ from the currently known version in several ways. The antagonist is not always a wolf, but sometimes an ogre, vampire, or a zoo, which is werewolf, making these tales relevant to the werewolf trials of the time, which makes me think of that modernized Little Red Riding Hood movie. Hoodwinks? No, not that one. The one where it's more like a Twilight-esque romance thing, but set in a time during like a witch trials-esque thing going on. If they had that Amanda Seyfried girl, you know, the one. I'm a mouse, duh. I do not like her. her well, her, she was in that acting. movie, I'm pretty sure. And I, no I don't know, no, and the wolf was hot, and then they were like, he's a wolf, and he's like, no, I'm not, but he was. Jennifer's body. Yeah. She was the good girl. Oh, oh, I, I think I know. She was like the, the nerd. The, what you're talking about, like the father becomes the wolf, and like he tries to talk to his daughters, and ends up finding out that the one daughter isn't actually his, so he kills her. Oh, did I have that backwards? So then, yeah. So then, the one dude was being falsely accused of being the wolf, the guy that she was like attracted to, like the yeah, stranger or whatever. Yeah, he was being falsely accused, but her father wasn't. But they used her as a uh, as bait. Yeah, that's what it was. Okay. I don't remember. I can't. I, listen, I never really saw movie. it. It was, yeah, something with Little Red Riding Hood. But that's what that makes me think of werewolf-wise and very much like could be during the werewolf trials thing, mm-hmm. which was very similar to witch trials. Um, so then the wolf usually leaves the grandmother's blood and meat for the girl to eat, who then unwittingly cannibalizes her own grandmother. Mm. Pleasant. Yum. Furthermore, the wolf was also known to ask her to remove her clothing. Mm. And toss it into the fire. Bitch. 
Austin's face, the slow pivot from the computer of what? Made you nasty. <laughs> Listen, I'm just reading what the people tell me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, in some versions, though, the wolf eats the girl after she gets into bed with him, which... Excuse me, sir. Buy that girl a drink first. Yeah, for real. And then the story ends there. In others, she sees through his disguise and tries to escape, complaining to her grandmother, quote-unquote... <laughs> that she needs to defecate <laughs> and would not wish to do so in the bed. Uh, I just picture some little girl being like, I gotta take a shit. <laughs> I gotta poop. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Anyways. So the wolf then reluctantly lets her go, tied to a piece of string so that she does not get away. However, the girl slips the string over something else and runs off. In these stories, she escapes with no help from any male or older female figure, instead using her own cunning, or in some ver- versions, the help of a younger boy who she happens to run into. Sometimes, though, more rarely, the Red Hood is even non-existent. Mm. In other tellings of the story, the wolf chases after Little Red Riding Hood. She escapes with the help of some laundresses, who spread a sheet taut over a river so she may escape. Then the wolf follows Red over the bridge of cloth, the sheet is released, and the wolf drowns in the river. And in another version, the wolf is pushed into the fire while he's preparing the meat of the grandmother to be eaten by the girl. Which, like, if we're going strictly by wolf sense, how a motherfucker cooking with no damn thumbs? Very hard. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I just... How does Wiley E. Coyote do it, you know? Well, first off, he's a coyote and he has thumbs. Nonsense. (laughs) Yeah, this is a wolf. Come on now. A coyote is a, like... Is not a wolf. He's a, fi- a family member of the wolf, isn't he? Maybe. I know. It might be one of those ones that's, like, a weird... Because I know they're closer to something than else. them, and they're more mangy looking. I know, and I love them. They're adorable. But I don't want to go near one. They're just full of diseases. They're mm-hmm. fine. As long as they're on their own. Yeah. <laughs> what to say? Or with a badger. I want a honey badger. They do too. Two European yeah, ones. And he doesn't care. a close relative to the wolf. Bam, Well, bitch. it's high, higher classification is uh, canis, which is dogs, I believe so. Word. Mm. Or canines. You know what I mean. Bitches suck it. Fair uh. enough. <laughs> Moving on. After the Grimm's, numerous authors have rewritten or adapted this tale. Wow. I know, right? Andrew Lang included a variant called The True Stories of Little Golden Hood in the Red Fairy Book of 1890. He derived... Fuck, it'll go with it. Mm-hmm. It was the works of Charles... Um, Morellas? Morellas. In the um, Contest of Charles Morellas. Okay. Uh, the version explicitly states that the story has been mistold earlier. The girl is saved, but not by the huntsman. When the wolf, wolf <laughs> when the wolf cri- uh, uh, cries, uh, uh, I never yes. knew my father. I <laughs> <laughs> love it. Uh, when the wolf tries to eat her, its mouth is burned by the golden hood she wears, which is enchanted. Wow. How did it become enchanted? Because it's golden and everything golden in fairy tales is somehow enchanted. I'm going to take that it's as the we'll rule. never know. It's a medical mystery. It's a medical mystery. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with yes. 
<sighs> In the 20th century, the pop- popularity of the tale appeared in Snowball with many new ver- uh, versions being written and produced, especially in the wake of uh, Froden- Freudian, Freudian um, analysis. De- Deconstruction? Thank you. And feminist cultural history. Critical. Fuck it. Why not? I'll butcher <laughs> that whole sentence. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, this, te- uh, this trend has also led to a number of Academic. Thank you. Academic texts being written that focus on Little Red Riding Hood, including works by Alan Dunnitz. Dundies? Dundies. And uh, Zach. Which, Zach. <laughs> fuck it. Zach Zipes. <laughs> Jack Zipes. Yep. Yeah, which. Cool. Cool. I don't know who these people are. Neither do I. They're probably important. Mm-hmm. Interpretation. Yes. Yay. Besides the over it and warning about ta- um, taking, yeah, we're going to take some strangers <laughs> We're going to go now. take some strangers. This is a tale of human trafficking. Yeah, I was about to say this. <laughs> Why not? Can you just imagine some little girl in a red hood just shoving people into a van? <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about the wolf. No. We're going to take the old ones. We're going to take the young ones. We're taking them all. No, because it's like, don't talk to strangers. It- but she said take, and so that's why I immediately was like, Little Red Riding Hood hijacking some motherfuckers. See? Your is, organs will do nicely on the black This is how it happens. hot chick. This is how it happens. She's going to she be know cute. She's, yeah. She's going to be like 11. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like but the it's hot gonna chick. But it's going to be like some... Like, where Rob Snyder's in the hot chick's girl, and then he's... Not, he's in the hot chick, so... It has the hot chick's body... And then he's sitting there mugging people. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I, I was confused because you're like, oh, yeah, it's always the hot chick like saying that she was like hot. And I was like, she might be 11. And then you're like, yeah, the hot chick. And I was like, whoa, we need to reevaluate <laughs> some things here. But now I get you referencing hot chick movie. Okay. I was in Portillo's this time. You had made it to Target, but I wandered off. <laughs> <laughs> no, but see, look. So she's cute, it's so that way she could lure people in. Because but it's some orphan orphan shit. But like they get people hooked on drugs, and that's where the reference to Alice comes in. They're like, "You want to chase the white rabbit, bro?" And then You're they blowing? take the pill and they throw them in the cart, uh, like the thing, because they'll start getting like. Trippy. I'm never gonna fucking look at any fairy tale the same. I'm just gonna assume all small <laughs> children from fairy tales are not the good guys, and they're just trying to kill me. Obviously, added anxieties. We'll never trust <laughs> random children on the street again. Not that I usually do, anyways. But you know, oh, we were gonna fight some children today too. Yeah, they were like goofing off, and they kept knocking the one kid over. And at first, I'm like, are, are they bullying that kid? Are we about to pull over and fight some children? We were. And then we realized they were just, like, horse playing, and I was like, oh, okay, that's fine. Like Y'all do you. Yeah. Brie was going to be like, Amber, take the wheel. <laughs> Jump on and beat some children. And I'll be like, oh, hell no, throw it in the park. I'm like, I got you, Bill. Because right. I'll get beat up by high school kids. Like, damn it, again. <laughs> again. If she get a minute walking, she'd be like, what am I doing? Amber! It's Step Brothers. <laughs> no, what is it? Um, and the Joker. But it was like the worst part of watching that movie, and it starts off with him getting beat up by kids. I was like, why don't you just like call their parents? Right? What? Like, I know where you go to school, little Timmy. <laughs> I don't know. Step Brothers, you know, like when they're 
they meet up at the play yard after they're doing their interviews and the talks, and then, like, the one kid's, mm-hmm. like, they're middle school or whatever, and they end up bullying him. Yeah. yeah. I remember that. Uh, good times. Stupid-ass movie. Where were we? Interpretations, I think. Yep, talking to strangers, not taking strangers. Aw. <laughs> Besides the overwrite warning about talking to strangers, there are many interpretations of the fairy, t- of the classic fairy tale, mainly of them sexually. That's Sexual. all you get. Only that's it. That's your only hint. Mm-hmm. Sexual. Sexual. Sexual healing. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Sorry, I can't stop myself. Oh, Anytime Al Green comes on at work, I'm like, do but I have to be like subtle about it because no one can know about oh, my white girl moves. <laughs> I mean, I openly admit it that I can't dance, but I try to avoid it because it's just you know, we usually just get a little awkward shimmy. That's the most you'll get out of me. Oh, it. It's genius. Natural cycles. Uh, folklorist and cultural anthrop- anthropologist. Thank you. Such as P. St. St. Ives. St. Ives? Yeah. Cool. And uh, Edward Burnett. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Taylor? Tyler. T- Tyler. Yeah. One of those weird Tyler. It's a white people, Tyler. Yeah, where they spell Tyler. it with the O. Mm-hmm. Taylor. But uh, they, he, they saw Little Red Riding Hood in terms of solar myths and other natural occurrence occurring occurring cycles her red hood could represent the bright sun which is ultimately swallowed by the terrible night which is the wolf and the variations in which she is cut out of the wolf's belly represent the dawn in this interpretation there is a connection between the wolf and uh the wolf of this tale in skull skull uh, the wolf in Norse mythology that will swallow the personality personified. Thank you, personified son of at Ragnarok, or Freyn- Fenrir. Fen- Fenrir. Yeah, he's like some other wolf of some sort. Cool. Um, alternatively, the tale could be about the sp- uh, I'm sorry, the season of spring or the month of May escaping the winter, which is very like common and kind of tales where it's like explaining the seasons or the cycle of the you know day coming to night i love it yeah so going on into the right uh the tale has been interpreted as a puberty right stemming from prehistoric origin the girl leaving home enters a liminal state and by going through the acts of the tale is transformed into adult woman by the act of coming out of the wolf's stomach hmm. i'm coming out <laughs> i want the world to know I'm gonna let Still just her show. belly button singing, I though. Know, right? <laughs> it was an old Activia old, commercial. It was, was it Activia or was it a Jean commercial? It was, I think it was both, actually. I don't know. It was some kind of commercial, and all the belly buttons were exploded, and they were all singing. I'm coming out. <laughs> That's another song that comes on a lot at work, and I'm like, yes. <laughs> I can't oh. help it. It's the one that gets me every time. Anyways, reminds me of when I'm in the car with my mom, back in like the nineties. That one, and then I'm every woman. <laughs> oh, I totally thought you were gonna do the other one. Um, walking down. What? Oh uh, no, no, no! What is it? The <laughs> one from White Chicks. Oh, making my way downtown. Making my that, way downtown. That's that's not a mom one. That's just a me. Yeah. Being a white broad. Making my way downtown. 
I did actually there was one time another one literally we're just listing off songs off my works playlist mm-hmm. and so there was one point I was in the back room and that song was playing and I heard one of my coworkers singing it so then I popped out of the back room like busted the door open and I was like and I need you did you do it like did you do it like Terry Crews or you just like I did I did like a shoulder shuffle and then she laughed and she goes I miss you and I like pop back in the room. It was great. It was like that old show where they would pop out of the fucking wall. I love it. And do like little quips back and forth. I don't know. But it was, I, cool. I know it was hilarious. And I just want to do it again. I got to wait for the perfect opportune moment. Do it. To strike. And I will strike once more. Huzzah. Anyways. That's, that's how I attack people is with Vanessa Carlton songs. <laughs> 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 I almost said Vanessa Hudgens, but I was like, that's the high school musical girl. All I could think of now is the shining. <laughs> what? <laughs> Coming through the door instead of it being a giant. And I need you. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see the Mountain Dew Zero commercial? Oh my god. I love that. And the best part is she doesn't have a bat. She's got like a so like a back scrubbing. <laughs> and then she's like, what happened? Well, I am thirsty. Well, I am thirsty. Uh, one of my favorite man's like, oh, it's dumb. And I was like, it's the best. And I love it. It's the tits. But anyways, moving on to rebirth. So uh, Bruno Bettelheim and the uses of enchantment, the meaning and importance of fairy tales, 1976, recast the Little Red Riding Hood motif in terms of classic Freudian analysis that shows how fairy tales educate, support, and liberate children's emotions. The motif of the huntsman cutting open the wolf he interpreted as a rebirth. The girl who foolishly listened to the wolf has been reborn as a new person. As maybe someone, I don't know, who might have learned her lesson and fucking don't talk to fucking strangers. No. Or talking wolves, maybe. No, like, if a wolf it. was talking to me, I'd be like, uh-oh. What These was drugs it are a little bit stronger than what I predicted. <laughs> that, that cookie wasn't as what I thought it was. I thought it was the safe one. <laughs> So going on to our last section, erotic, romantic, or rape connotations. I shouldn't joke about that, but it's just such a harsh change. Literally, erotic, romantic. It's like that. Yeah, it's like that uh, detox commercial. Sexy, seductive, heroin. Fucking love that. It was good. I was like, what? (laughs) But anyways, moving on to this. Lovely topic. Uh, A sexual analysis of the tale may also include negative connotations in terms of rape or abduction. In Against Our Will, Susan Brownmiller describes the fairy tale as a description of rape. Which it's like, eh, maybe. I can definitely see it. Uh, But however, many revisionist retellings chooses to focus on empowerment and depict Little Red Riding Hood or the grandmother successfully defending herself against the wolf. Which I feel like started pretty early... Do you remember, like, the Looney Tunes version? Yeah. Where Red Riding Hood was, like, all lanky and shit and mm-hmm. glasses. And just like, ah, oh, man, what are you, Grandma? And, like, just the obnoxious yeah. voice of the wolf oh, just gets, like, I love it. <laughs> you know exactly what all I have to do is make the weird voice. Uh, and the wolf just gets so fucking fed up. Remember, ladies, if you can't beat him, annoy him. Because mm-hmm. then you'll win eventually. <laughs> Apollo Elmira. Elvira? No, Elmira. No, she's a little red-headed girl. She's like, I want to hug him and squeeze him and okay, love okay. him and squeeze him. Oh, no, come back. 
<laughs> uh, he died again. <laughs> right? Oh my gosh. But anyways, so, like I said, I feel like that started pretty early, mm-hmm. in a sense. So then such tellings bear some similarity of the animal bridegroom tales, such as Beauty and the Beast, the Frog Prince. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just burr the whole time. <laughs> Except she's like the frog at the top hat. Hello, my baby. <laughs> oh my God, I love him. I know, I do too. I can love him. And Muddy Mud Skipper from Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> <laughs> he looks uh, stupid, but like when he like got off screen, he like basically harassed Stimpy the whole time. He's like you stupid idiot. <laughs> he was not nice. <laughs> he was a mean bitch. <laughs> All I can think about is the um the alien from uh, Spaceballs. Yeah, Spaceballs when he busts out, and everyone's like, uh and then it's like do 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 do. He got the spotlight on. <laughs> Uh, that's hilarious. Love it. But anyway, so, but in these tales, tales where the heroines of those tales revert the hero to a prince, these tellings of Little Red Riding Hood reveal to the heroine that she is a wild nature like the heroes. Mm. These interpretations refuse to characterize Little Red Riding Hood as a victim. These are tales of female empowerment. Yeah. Fear my vagina shit. Hey, that stuff doesn't exist. It's, no, what is it? Um, the Kachi thing? What was it? Hello Kitty Campy. No, with no, a no. Not that one. The one of the <laughs> one of the uh, episodes where Oh, she's like to Trixie, she's like, ask, ask me why I do it. Ask me why I do it. Why do you do it? Power. <laughs> 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 she does like a perfume enter. <laughs> I love it. Oh, those are my favorite. That and what's the other one that he does? I don't know, there's something else where there's just sometimes when like Kachi is like yeah, I know. Tima K, no. <laughs> but sometimes, like, with Katya, you know, when she's, like, pestering to her, Trixie to ask her or do something, mm. she's like, you know, it's good. It's going to be great. Power. Contact. Yep. <laughs> I don't Jody foster this kind of behavior. <laughs> we got to uh, show you different memes, too. Or gifts. Oh, Recycling. Yeah. They fit the situation perfectly. Yeah. But you're recycling now. Yeah, be spontaneous. I'm I'm high quality trash, if you will. <laughs> Recycling. I said that at work. That's where I came up with that. I was like, I was like, I'm trash, but like high quality trash. Recycling, if you will. And someone like lost their shit, and they're like, Brie, what the fuck? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I'd like to think I'm good for the environment. <laughs> yes. As long as you reduce, reuse, and recycle me properly. <laughs> Headstick. <laughs> Headstick. <laughs> And sarcophagus urn. I love it. It's gonna happen. We were just was it were we talking about that in the last episode? We were joking about like Austin picking the wrong urn. Yep. We sure were. Where it's like it just might go it's like the cat one. Maybe if I knock over the dog one or the cat one, you know, he'll realize that's the one he wants. Oh well this one's broken. Better go with the dog. No <laughs> <sighs> I love it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so wasn't really a pop culture section, but I feel like there's not really a lot of like movies that are just Little Red Riding Hood, aside from the one we were talking about. Yeah. Looney Tunes. Hoodwink. Any other, yeah, like basic ass. Like it's such a so general. But well, I really liked Hoodwink. No, I did like really Hoodwink. But I'm just saying, like this fairy tale is like it's very hard for them to like 
like mm-hmm. reuse and redo like the tail mm-hmm. in a way. I don't know. It's been reduced, reduced, reused, and recycled too yes. much. Yes. Yeah. But anyways, I don't know. Any other thoughts, concerns, comments? No. Questions for your pharmacist? Hey. <laughs> Get the hook up. Sorry, Why that's the thing. talking wolves? Because <laughs> uh, the side effects are there are wolves talking to me. <laughs> oh, that's normal. Oh. If you experience death, call. <laughs> I don't know if I can call you when I'm dead, but okay, I'll figure it out. No, that's one of the side effects, and you're supposed to be happy about it. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I always love, I love the meme where it's, uh, the depression ad commercial is like lists all the like terrible side effects that it's like people in the commercial it's like Joker and Tobey Maguire dancing on the stairs. Oh my god. Because <laughs> uh, it's true. But no, I always laugh whenever I go to pick up like my birth control and they're like, any questions for the pharmacist? I'm like, literally been using this for six months. Like, I think I got it down now. Thanks, guys. Is there a cheaper version? I mean... I got my I got my work insurance. That shit gonna be covered again. Mm-hmm. But anyways, so yeah, that's it. So if you have any things that you think we missed or we should add for you know this topic or other topics we should do to add to my long, 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 ever growing list, you can email us at the dot creep dot cast eighteen at gmail dot com. Yes, we also have the Twitter that you can find us on, which is at. Cast Creep, we'll see the capitalized. Yes, and also we're on the Instagram, which is at the Creepcast, all lowercase. Find our Facebook. You know you want to. It's the Creepcast with Brian Burr. Yes. You can also go on our website, which is thecreepcast.podbean.com, to listen to our episodes. Find all these links to these sites and our Patreon, because you know you want to. Do it. So rate, subscribe, follow, donate, and... Have a safe trip home. Don't talk to wolves that talk to you because you need to stop taking those shrooms, Brenda. Follow the white rabbit. Don't listen to Bree. <laughs> listen, I didn't say not to follow the white rabbit. I said not to listen to the fucking talking wolf. That is true. Bye bye now. Bye bye. Bye bye. Ah.